Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental. Keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. Hello and welcome to Muskoka Unlimited on 88.7 The Bay. I'm Jenny Cressman, your host with the most... The most interesting individuals to chat with, that is. That's what Muskoka Unlimited is really all about. Having conversations with interesting people who are doing interesting things. The folks featured on this show all have some sort of connection to Muskoka, but beyond that, the topics are unlimited. Now, without further ado, let me introduce to you today's special guest. Hello, today in the studio, I have with me Riley Vonka. He is an extraordinary chef, so I've been told I have yet to sample his wares, but one day I hope I'll make it down to Bracebridge, where he's now located. So we're going to get started with a little bit of background on Riley. Now, you said you were getting started in the restaurant industry at age 13. Wow. Tell me a little <laughs> bit more about that, Riley. Uh, yeah, I always... I was always just drawn to working in restaurants. I don't really know what it is or was. I think a big part of it was, you know, the hours really lined up with whatever else I had going on in my life at the time. Okay. And I just fell in love with it and kept going from there. So when you started at age 13, what were you doing? Bussing tables, washing dishes? Washing dishes and bussing tables. You got it. Okay. I've been there, done that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I didn't go the route that you did to get into actually cooking the food. How did that evolve? <laughs> Uh, well, anything I do, I try to take it pretty seriously and, mm-hmm. you know, research and grow as much as I can within that you know area of focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, I was really into music, uh, really deep oh. into music theory. And I was, you know, at the time applying to go to Berkeley in California uh-huh. for a jazz guitar. Oh, and wow. uh, what really made me start to like cooking was all the similarities I could see between music theory and food and mm-hmm you know, how it all kind of connected. And it was just another way to express yourself and derive emotions and, you know, a whole new set of techniques and fun things to learn. Well, that is so interesting because I just recently had as one of my guests, James Grant, who also has that tandem interest. He uh, writes symphonies. He's a classical composer and he bakes bread. That's his other, you know, tandem career thing going on. So that's very interesting to hear that Here's another person who loved music, but then got into cooking as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So so you did have training, though. I see you have a Red Seal certificate. What does that mean and where did you get it? Oh, well, the Red Seal certificate is actually provided by the government of Canada. Mm -hmm. So any trade you work, whether it's, you know, carpentry, concrete, hairdressing, cook, Mm -hmm. um, there's a Red Seal. And it's basically a license provided by the government to show that. You have the skills and qualifications to work anywhere in Canada within that trade. So where did you have your training? Uh, well, I went to Humber campus in Toronto mm-hmm. for a portion of my school training, but it is an apprenticeship program. So majority of your training is okay. done on the job and then you get cross-referenced with, you know, what equipment they have at that job, you know, who's oh, teaching you okay. at that time. Okay. And then they have, you know, tests and specific curriculums need to run through in order to attain the Red Seal. Okay. Okay. And so you were trained and is the French style in particular or more uh, diverse? Honestly, I would say pretty diverse. Mm -hmm. When you work as a 
cook or a chef or, you know, whatever in Canada, mm-hmm. I think one of the great things about living here is that it is a big melting pot. You get exposed to all the different cultures and all the different styles of, you know, food, music, etc. cetera. Uh-huh. Uh, and that really applies to, you know, cooking as well. Okay. Okay. So looking at your, your list, you, on my request, you sent me your resume, which was interesting to see. And one thing that jumped out at me in particular is the different titles you've had. Executive chef, executive sous chef, chef de partie. Um, I don't even know if I can pronounce all of them. What? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell me a little bit about what the differences are between those titles? Yeah, absolutely. Well, to be clear... The reason why those titles are in place are more or less to outline the hierarchy of, you know, the structure of how the business operates. Uh And, you know, like any other business, there's different positions and they all have separate purposes and they all work together in order to create a really great end product. So Uh, so all these terms have these same terms. uh, Well, the terms are applied to any restaurant position. Uh Uh-huh. However, they may have a different word for it. Uh, what you're reading on the resume is the traditional French way of saying the positions okay. uh, within the brigade. And that's how I was brought up. So oh, that's okay. just why I expressed it that way in the resume. Okay. So the chef de parte doesn't mean you're the party animal of the kitchen. I mean, me, myself, <laughs> yeah, that would apply too. But uh, <laughs> no, it basically means you're running a specific station. Okay. So in kitchens, you have multiple different stations like saucier which is meats and sauces you would have uh-huh. entremetier which is vegetables okay. uh, so on and so forth so when you're a chef de partie it typically means you're in charge of one of those stations and you have a team of people working for you to help achieve that goal okay do you want to talk about some of the other titles that you've held over the years and the different positions and uh, yeah, for Going sure. You'll have back. to forgive me. I'm really not uh, the type to speak about myself. So this is all kind of a new experience for me. Um, That's okay. I'm trying thanks to for channel. handing over the, the resume to kind of jumpstart my memory there. Uh, yeah. So I think I briefly kind of went over chef de partie. Chef de cuisine is when you're just focusing on managing all of the chef de parties in the kitchen. Oh, okay. Uh, and making sure they have what they need and uh-huh. that, you know, they're they and their teams are executing things up to the correct standard. Okay. Uh, so basically you're in charge of quality control and production. Ah, okay. Where the executive title, like executive sous chef or executive chef also mm-hmm. ties into things like, you know, communicating with people outside of your department. It would involve, you know, managing the fiscal portion of the business, ah. um, you know, ordering so on and so forth. So that's where the okay. executive title goes in before. Okay. Because it's definitely uh, a little bit of a different skill set outside of cooking sure sure and some of the others going way <laughs> sure back. yeah sorry i'll keep going so chef de turno that's basically a really skilled cook or a cook who's used to working all the different stations and in oh. busy environments uh that cook will basically be shifting stations throughout the night to help out whatever station is busiest okay so it's like a jack of all trades but it's a cook of all stations yeah exactly okay. um okay. Yeah, you just go to where the help's needed most and you kind of give them a boost because throughout the evening, different stations will get, you know, higher volumes or different demands at different times. So you're right. flipping between those right. stations to alleviate some of the pressure. If I'm explaining sure. it okay. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, what else have you got on there? Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's a lot. I haven't really looked at my resume in quite well, some time. It's, it's been uh, a while since you did some of these jobs. Though. So we're going back to what year uh, where you actually. Oh, uh, we don't have to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say what year. Uh, so I've been doing this since 2008. So between yeah, okay. then and probably about a year ago yeah. uh, would be falling into that time frame of all these different positions I've worked. Okay. And so some of the jobs you've had have been um, in this area, though. When, you, when did you move to Muskoka? Uh, well, I temporarily moved to Muskoka at one point when I was, I think, 18 or 19. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't stay here permanently. It was just for a summer job in between semesters at school. Ah. And, uh, you know, I've always loved Muskoka. I'd always mm-hmm. come up here when I was a kid. I like being connected with nature and uh, you know, once you're kind of done partying, the cities aren't as appealing anymore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and then in, in looking at some of the positions you've held here, I can see the diversity in how you've expanded your skills at the different locations. And I also was interested to see that sometimes you move to a new location because you were invited by a, a former colleague who was now at a new restaurant, which speaks very highly of your skills. And so that, I think, is is quite a positive attribute that you're willing to learn and take on new things and people recognize you for it. Oh, well, <laughs> thanks so much. I definitely don't uh, view it like that. I'm sure it's like any other industry where, you know, when you try your best to do a good job and you're, you know, you have a good work ethic and all that stuff, you have a network of people who are all like minded and you typically tend to gravitate to each other. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And so you gravitated back to Muskoka eventually. And where did you start back here when you came back? Uh, when I came back, I was uh, working at Muskoka Bay Resort oh, yeah. as an executive chef. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, there are a couple of other places around that I'm not even as familiar with. Ovenbird, is that still in existence? Yeah, Ovenbird's in existence. It's definitely not... Uh, streamlined place it's a members only golf resort right and uh you know they try and keep it pretty exclusive there yeah okay that's why i haven't been there ah oh well (laughs) i am not a golfer (laughs) but i have been to bracebridge which is where you are now although i haven't been to in at the falls since you took it on when did you start with them uh i started with them about a wow uh nearly a year and a half ago okay yeah, so uh, about two years ago, uh, Muskoka Bay and I ended up parting ways. Uh, a big part of you know how I view this industry is I always want to do food from scratch and make sure mm-hmm. we're supporting mm-hmm. local suppliers and treating our people well. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, unfortunately, during these times, some businesses have to make some tough decisions. Yeah. Uh, so what I ended up doing was opening up my own consulting company ah. to help different businesses and restaurants and hotels mm-hmm. be able to achieve you know, those values that they really, that I believe in while still Mm -hmm. being fiscally responsible. Okay. Uh, You know, and that gets harder and harder given all the current situations. Yeah. Uh, And with COVID starting that right during the COVID peak. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So they, you know, called me over and I started (laughs) Mm -hmm. consulting with them and the owners had a very similar mentality to me. They wanted to treat people well. They wanted to, uh, you know, obviously have a great product. Yes. You know, use the right suppliers. A lot of our beliefs just matched. And, uh, you know, things clicked really well, and I've just been working on helping them develop their business further. Okay, so on that note, we'll get back to the clicking well right after this commercial break. 
And again, this is Jenny Cressman talking with Riley Vonka. Muskoka Unlimited will return momentarily. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. Hello, and welcome back to Muskoka Unlimited on 88.7 The Bay. I'm Jenny Cressman, and I'm chatting with Riley Vonka today. My special guest is talking about his chefing background and the current project that he's now involved with. So we were talking about how you got started with um, In at the Falls in Bracebridge because you were clicking. You did things just clicked and it was um, looked like a good fit for you to start with your uh, consulting business at that restaurant. Yeah. Who are you working with? Who, who is um, the person you were clicking with? Uh, well, I was clicking with everyone, really the ownership, uh, their names are Cliff and Mina Witchman, and they're okay. really great people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're basically the main driving force in me deciding to, you know, continue working with them for a longer period of time. Okay. Okay. How long have they had in at the falls? Uh, a little over two years at this point. Okay. So you, you're, um, getting together, you're both kind of new in that setting. And so you're working together to develop a whole menu and all sorts of stuff. Can you tell us what's involved in, in getting started like that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a lot more to it than just the menu as well. So to be clear, I guess there's the Inn at the Falls, which is a boutique hotel. Mm-hmm. It's located just a couple of feet from downtown Bracebridge. Yes. You know, it's nearly 200 years old. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's got a lot of really cool history. There's paranormal investigators there all the time. Yes. Yes. And, I've uh, heard about the ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like to speak about them, but I know people on the radio are going to want to hear about it. Yeah. Uh, Have you encountered any ghostly experiences? Uh. I'm a firm believer where ignorance is bliss. So when people talk about these stories, I kind of, you know, plug my ears and, you know, go la 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 and walk away. But uh, I've, you know, some team members have apparently experienced things and we've had investigators set up their equipment all throughout the property. And, you know, they've also had some action too. Okay. So their investigations confirmed that, yeah, something weird's going on there. Yeah, exactly. They use infrared and what is it like? EMF detectors, I think, and they have, you know, cameras that automatically go off when there's motion or changes in heat signature. The the full Ghostbuster deal. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) There'll be whole production crews, everything. So that's a big part of the project because they've redone all the rooms. They're trying Uh really hard to, you know, create a cool spot for people to work in Muskoka. And obviously, more importantly, a really cool place for people to Come and stay while they're in Muskoka. Sure, sure. Yeah. And a wonderful place to eat. Exactly. So tell us about the Basilico. <laughs> yeah, so Basilico's replacing an older restaurant. It used to be a pub. Mm-hmm. Uh, even historically, it was always a pub. Mm-hmm. And we just wanted to bring something new and different to the area. There wasn't too much for, you know, Italian food. And, uh-huh. you know, really the concept was just to do some really simple, great stuff. Use the best ingredients and you know, do some solid technique and give mm-hmm. the people what they want. So that's, you know, so, kind so of what we've done. Okay. You're kind of working with the owners and the chef, I guess, to develop a whole menu. Yeah, Or exactly. did you develop the menu before you got a chef? No, no. So the chef was in place. His name mm-hmm. is Colin Aid, and he's okay. super talented. He's worked in Muskoka for, as a chef for a while, um, you know, I would say 10 years plus in the industry. So he's, okay. you know, seasoned and experienced and working in this area mm-hmm. and yeah we worked together to put together all different aspects of the menu okay so uh, like locally sourced ingredients things like that yeah of course so 
anytime we can, everything is always purchased through Ontario. That's mm-hmm. kind of the biggest radius we'll go out of, uh, okay. unless it's things like, you know, plates or cleaning supplies, but okay. uh, everything's <laughs> from Ontario. Use local suppliers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one or two examples would be Steve from Four Seasons Greens, or we even okay. use actually around the corner of the Affogato for all our great gelato. Oh, nice. Uh, you uh-huh. know, all of our produce when it's in season, we have local farmers bring it in, all that great stuff. Okay, so what item on the menu are you most proud of? Tough questions, I know. Yeah, it's no, it's really, it's a really broad <laughs> question. Uh, I guess I would say what I'm most proud of about the menu is the balance we found. So everyone's aware that when you're trying to operate a year-round business in a seasonal area, there's lots of challenges. And what we really want to do is make sure everyone who's working here stays employed because happy employees means great product, which means happy customers. And mm-hmm. it all sort of flows down from that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm most proud of is the balance we found on, you know, the menu offerings we're able to provide, you know, with the limited staff we can have in at that time because of the volume levels. Okay. Uh, so there's a lot more to a menu than just the food you're eating. That's probably about five, 10% of everything that goes into it. Ah, yeah, yeah. So is there one item that if I came, would you recommend on the menu me to eat mm, what? Oh, well, I would probably say look towards the specials. So every week we have a bunch of really great specials, uh, you know, that are going to reflect, you know, the weather at that time or the chef's mood or whatever it may be. So we always have a really cool pasta special Mm -hmm. and sandwich special. And we always have, uh, you know, what else? Like an entree special on the weekends. We always Mm -hmm. do lasagna Mondays, which are quite a hit. Uh-huh. We do prime rib Wednesdays and we try our best to make it Italian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we have lots of different dynamic things happening all the time to make sure that when people come to experience for the first time, there's something kind of fresh and cool going on. And then for return uh-huh. customers, there's always something neat to, you know, give them a reason to come on back. Sure. Sure. Uh, and I, I remember seeing on your resume that you also had experience working with vegan and gluten-free items is that something you've brought to the table here in bracebridge yeah absolutely a Mm -hmm. big part of being a consultant is you know identifying the demographic in Uh the area of the business you're Uh working in and gear the menu towards that so we do want to make sure there's options for everyone whatever their diet restrictions are and even if there's something on our menu that doesn't quite reflect that we're obviously going to go above and beyond and prepare something for that guest but on the menu, yeah, there's actually a number of, you know, vegan and gluten-free options available, which is, uh, you know, kind of unique for an Italian place. Well, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, because I've unfortunately had to go gluten-free for the most part, not due to an allergy, but just, uh, you know, it's sometimes it doesn't sit well with me. So yeah. I'm always happy when I see that there are more choices than just rice. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. That's always nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, um in putting together your menu, of course, you would have, you know, special events like Valentine's Day, which has come and gone already. And I'm sure you did a, a killer uh, menu for that. What else is coming up on the horizon now throughout um, March and the spring? Yeah, absolutely. Well, one thing that's worth highlighting is there's signature events. We call them signature events at Basilico. And basically mm-hmm. every month there's always something cool going on. So for the sake of, uh, you know, grabbing your listeners attention, I'll mention our murder mystery night in March. Ooh. So we've actually worked with Timber Beast Productions. Yeah. Uh, and they're producing a show that's reflecting the history of the inn and everything we're in. Cool. So you can grab a ticket and you come down and there's a five course dinner. Uh-huh. And then in between all the courses, I think there's going to be a team of six plus actors with 
you know, costumes are being directed to kind of put on a show while everyone's eating their meal. Very cool. Uh, so we do different things like that every month. So a murder mystery night at an inn with ghosts. Oh, my God. Yeah, How yeah. fun is that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we try and keep things interesting. And what what is the date of that one? I believe it's just before March break. Okay. I, of course, haven't done my homework and I haven't. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know the exact day it falls on. But if you look on our social media, on our website, if you. What is you your know, website listen address? To, our website address is www.basilico.ca. And that's B-A-S-I-L-I-C-O? That's correct. Okay, very good. And when I do post this later as a podcast on Facebook, then we can also remind people of dates of events coming up and put in a link to the website if you want. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone can expect to have a signature event calendar actually within the next month that'll highlight the entire year, all the kind of cool, fun things we're looking at doing from, you know, haunted houses to, uh, you know, Easter egg hunts, you name it. Uh, we got lots of fun stuff going on. Oh, very cool. And, and, um, dancing. I think I heard something about that. Yeah. Yeah. For the Valentine's that just passed, we had a, a dance instructor come up and take you know couples through an hour dance course so part of that ah. was they would come in and have their nice dinner you know have a nice glass okay. of bubbly and then go up to our lounge area which is a event space that is you know available to be you know rented uh-huh uh, it's gorgeous it overlooks the falls has a beautiful view it's got its own private bar and uh, that's where we hosted the dancing classes so all the couples got to get together have a few drinks to loosen up and uh you know, run yeah. through the course. And so it, possibly dance classes will be incorporated into some other events coming up too. then. I would, I would hope. Yeah, absolutely. Dancing classes, live music, you know, outdoor barbecues, tons of fun stuff happening at Basilico. Okay. Well, that sounds like an excellent place to be <laughs> when the weather's a little warmer. I think I'll head down the road and check it all out. So uh, thank you very much for being with me, Riley. Um, We're winding down now on Muskoka Unlimited, and I want to ask you one last question. What's your favorite food? (laughs) You stumped me again. Uh, I go through phases. Uh, Right now, I'm really into Indian food. Indian food. Wonderful. Now, that doesn't work so well with the uh, Italian theme, but I suppose you could work some curry into some of the dishes. (laughs) No, no, that's what I would eat personally. Unfortunately, uh, you know, Italian curry won't be on the menu anytime soon. <laughs> okay, not quite, not quite that uh, mashup sort of thing happening then. More purist. Yeah, maybe the next project will get into some fun fusion stuff, but the Silico, uh, you know, approachable, fun, uh, family friendly, and uh, you know, same price point as Boston Pizza, honestly. But wow. for you know, all the great local suppliers. Okay, well, thanks again, Riley. This has been Jenny Cressman on Muskoka Unlimited. Bye for now. Bye. That's it for today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to Muskoka Unlimited, which airs every other Sunday on 88.7 The Bay. If you missed the show, don't worry. You can find podcasts of all my Muskoka Unlimited shows on the Bay's website, huntersbayradio.com. I also post links and reminders of upcoming shows on Facebook. Look for author Jenny Cressman and follow me around. This is Jenny Cressman saying adios for now. I'll be back again in two weeks.
Thanks for listening.